Back in their day, the oldest son of Sinmubalit was reigning in the heart of Mesopotamia, the land between two rivers, the Tigris and Euphrates. He was given power by birth and began practicing for the eventual kingship by reigning over one of his father's cities, the city of Sippar. When his father died in 1729 BC, he took the throne and quickly conquered much of Mesopotamian region, becoming renowned for his reforming legislative works. He produced 282 new legislative orders that were then tediously scribed onto a tablet with a nice low-relief sculpture of himself, receiving these legislative orders from the sun god, Samash. The legislative talents of this young king are thought to have impacted the development of the Jewish law in the Old Testament that was recorded down by Moses and all the laws in the Middle Eastern kingdoms thereafter. These laws established clear social classes at work in Mesopotamia. There were laws about marriage, divorce, agricultural do's and don'ts, land ownership, slaves, and reference to specific crimes with specific punishments for the accused and for the accuser if he bore false witness. Revolutionary for its time, the laws of this great king seemed to presume innocence until proven guilty and suggest that there was an elaborate judicial system in place to ensure trials could occur speedily and publicly. We know that these laws were placed in public places for all the inhabitants to see and adhere to. However, it is likely that many of the lower classes could not read and could easily fall into disrepute with the law and incur fatal consequences. Although this legislative work was revolutionary for its time, the punishments listed were, dare I say, cruel and unusual. For example, Law 129 states that if a woman has the finger pointed at her on account of another, but has not been caught lying with him. For her husband's sake, she shall plunge into the sacred river. While there are many laws that seem strange to us, they reveal a lot about what it was like back in their day. Additionally, equal punishment under the law was only applied to those who were of equal rank in ancient Mesopotamia. The law states, if a man has caught either a male or female runaway slave in the open field and has brought him back to his owner, the owner of the slave shall give him two shekels of silver. Whereas, if a man strikes a freeborn woman so that she loses her unborn child, he shall pay ten shekels for her loss. Clearly, there's a difference here. There's a high toll for a freeborn person than a slave. Ten shekels, though, they, that could be about five months' wages for a common Mesopotamian. The laws established by this powerful king in Mesopotamia would spread all throughout the Middle East, and now we can trace most law codes back to the legislation passed by the oldest son of Sinmubalit, the sixth king of Babylon, a man who famously dictated that an eye should be given for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. In their day, and in ours, he's called King Hammurabi, and his law code, Hammurabi's Code. Today, you can visit the law code left behind on a seven-foot-high stone that's on display in the Louvre in Paris, France.